Hey, Scott. How you doing? What's up, Nathan? Good. We're back in We're one back week. One week. What did we talk about last week? Uh, we introduced ourselves. Elo- Why don't we do that again? Since this is number two. Number uh, two? All right. All right. Um, why don't you go first? I like following your lead. You're buttoned up. Oh, you're setting the bar low. I see. All right. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, quick introduction. Uh, we're Scott Nathan. I am Nathan. Uh, we've been in the technology space for, I don't know, a combined 40 years, probably something like that. Um, we've started companies uh, sold, exited, and sold successfully. We've failed at starting companies. Um, and now with this podcast, we're just trying to um, share what we know, share our mistakes, uh, so that others don't have to do this. And hopefully we'll be bringing all of you some good insights on uh, how to get started with your own uh, gig. And with that, Scott, go for it. That's hard. And that's hard to follow. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, I'm Scott. Um, you did a really good job summing that up. Um, current software engineer. I like tinkering around building things, um, building things that people like and see value in. I have failed way more times than I have succeeded. Um, so I have a lot of advice on what not to do from my perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's me right now. Um, so today we're going to be talking about vetting your... You have an idea, vetting your idea and the competitive landscape and how you decide if you move forward. Um, I am really excited to hear what you have to say because I don't think I do this very well and I just get too excited and I just wind up probably building too prematurely because I have the skills to build. Um, But when you're a non-technical entrepreneur, that costs a lot of money and your fate is in other people's hands. how do you, let's start with fine, like, how do you come up with an idea? Where do you look? So I don't, I actually don't know how to answer that particular question. Cause I think coming up with the idea is usually the thing that ha- happens more organically. You know, you're, you're either, you know, at your day job or you're uh, working on a hobby of yours or a passion of yours or, you know, whatever it may be. And as you're doing that, you're starting to feel some, uh, you know, potential, some some tangible potential in this thing that you're doing, whatever it may be. Um, and I think most often, um, you know, you might come from a place where uh, because you're thinking of, you know, this this, you know, hobby of yours or this idea of yours in the moment and on the spot, I think we kind of de facto just think, well, here's a great idea. I could start a company or start something here because, you know, I'm thinking about this now, right? Um, you also said earlier, a thing I wanted to touch on, because you said something like, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm quick to go, I want to execute on, on things, right? When, when an idea pops up, right? I don't know if that's necessarily specifically just you, right? I think mm. it's just uh, t- today's society, today's, you know, generations, maybe. I'm not sure, you know, microwave society, everything needs to happen instantaneously and right now, uh, you know, chase the next shiny object, so on and so forth. And uh, um, I think 
most people would like to today, at least would like to just, you know, an idea comes up and they would like to see something happen immediately right after, right? And um, what you and I kind of talked about, um, you know, on numerous occasions is like, I, I think I'm more cautious when a situation like that arises because I'll, I'll try to think about some of the, um, you know, unknowns or blind spots that I may be not, you know, may not be thinking about right now. So I think the first thing that I would typically do, right, when an idea, whatever it may be, right, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, I'm, you know, we're passionate, we make a lot of homemade pizza, for example, right, and, you know, all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, why, you here's an idea, maybe I could start a, you know, an online blog about, you know, making homemade pizza, right, and while I'm doing this, I have the idea on the spot, so it's like, it's a great idea, I'm just going to go do this, and we're going to, where can I go start a blog, right, and, you know, maybe before jumping right in, I would, you know, recommend stepping back a bit and doing some research. And I think research in this case is just starting with, you know, Google, right? Searching if something exists out there. It's maybe talking to your friends about the idea that you have just to see if they, you know, one, I guess, maybe like the idea of, you know, your idea, whatever it may be, and starting something around this, starting something more formal around this. And, you know, hopefully even better, you know, they have you know, other, you know, uh, uh, you know, input and feedback that they could provide on this, meaning they might know of a company that already does this or a blog that already does that, or uh, a friend of a friend that is already working on an idea like that. Um, so, sorry, that's a long way to say that, you know, before I jump in and, you know, go build anything, I'll spend, I'll spend time, you know, researching as much as I possibly can. Uh, obviously, you know, saying that I also typically try to avoid analysis paralysis and, um, you know, I don't want to be researching for months and months and months because it is pretty easy and cheap today, for example, to get started, uh, with prototyping or trying an idea out to start your, your company. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was a long-winded answer. Um, I don't know if that was your, what you were expecting or not, Scott. Curious to hear what you think. Um, I think, so I'll step back to the idea. I have a couple of things to say. I'll step back to the, how I get ideas. Um, and I really like what you said about it being organic, but I think you have to be looking a little bit for it to be organic. So I have a lot of weird hobbies and in those hobbies, you can find problems. And then usually my ideas come from the problems I can solve within that realm. Um, so that's kind of piggybacking on your, it should be organic, which I totally agree on. I think I have a little bit more like intention when I walk into a situation. Like I just started, I just bought a compound bow and I just started picking up archery. And I was like, you look around and see with your lens, like, oh, what are things in this industry that they do well? What are things that don't do well? Because you can also bring things they do well to your uh, niche or, or tech or whatever. Um, and that's how I actually started my tech company or tech company. It's two a quick war story, two-sided marketplace. I was going to seminars and I hated the experience. So I was like, wow, well, there's an opportunity here because these people are using platforms like social media, um, and Eventbrite to communicate where these events are, how much they were, et cetera. So like, why don't I just build a two-sided marketplace so that uh, people holding the seminars can get information in their customers and then people have a better buying experience. 
So before we go too deep in that, uh, yeah. for those who don't know, what two-side marketplace, Good. can you say more? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, essentially, like, you have, at least how I understand it, is you have buyers. You have the, you have a marketplace for people to purchase things, but you also have a marketplace for sellers to sell things and make money. So it's, it's catering, Air, like Airbnb, right, is a great example. You have people posting their homes and they run a business off that, but you have also people renting those homes. So it's a similar, a similar thing. So that's my, this is getting a little bit away from vetting the idea, but at least just a, um, my mindset and how I come up with ideas. Um, and you made a really good point about this like microwave society. And I think it's exacerbated by the tools that we have available to us. Now we have no code. We have Instagram. You can verify ideas. You can run ads and just have a landing page. You can build a landing page and card and just start collecting emails immediately without any real technical expertise. Um, and those are all things that we're excited to show everyone, right? And talk about yeah. at, at, you know, in future, you know, episodes here. But, um, you know, I think, you know, I think I'm coming from, well, you're absolutely right. And those are all very easy things to do, right? We, we are fortunate today that we can start these um, and vet these ideas, you know, quickly and easily. I think I'm, I'm just more coming from a more conservative place maybe where I'm like, well, before I put effort or even mm -hmm. yet, you know, before I put any money into this, let me do at least some very basic due diligence. But it sounds like maybe yep. you jump right in or jump in a bit more. I do. I do. Uh... I like to think I do due diligence. I, I usually build things for, I use the like Tim Ferriss model of like build it for yourself, then build it for 10. So maybe I don't do enough due diligence. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this thing for myself first and then I, I'll see where it goes. Um, so yeah, I don't, I probably don't do enough due diligence. How do you, but for example, guess, like here's yeah, maybe ahead. a great example, um, you know, for for this particular podcast, this show, right? You and I have been talking about this for some time. Mm -hmm. uh, we're now, you know, recording this second episode, right? What'd you do before, you know, kind of, you know, coming to me again saying, yes, I really think this is a, a you know, something that might provide value to people. So let's do it. Mm. right we didn't just jump in and start recording sure right? sure, we didn't sure just sure. jump in yeah. and create a website and get a name and do all these things that people are excited about because they're visual tangible uh things that you can start mm -hmm. showing talking about and all that so what'd you do in this case for example i mean i know yeah. i see you and i talked about this right but you know i'm yeah, teasing yeah, yeah, out yeah, for totally. the for the audience yeah that's a really good point so i see a lot of uh keep it short i see a lot of content online from technical people that are, it's all the how to's, how to learn JavaScript, how to build a website, these types of things that are val inherently valuable. But I was consulting uh, and helping non-technical founders with some technical problems that they were having or pushing forward. And the same issues kept coming up. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Like, I can't find a show like this or a, a place where, People can come listen and learn from war stories from people that have started businesses that are also technical. And if they are, they're a little bit, it's like the Tim Ferriss's. It's, it's almost out of reach. 
like me and you are real people. Like you can contact us and like talk to us. Um, so that was my re- like in the field research. And then I think you went online also and did some due diligence looking yeah, to see if yeah, you could it, find something as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's because, I mean, and I think basically I, I did exactly what, you know, I was talking about earlier as you and I were, were discussing this as an idea. Um, you know, I, I honestly do believe we can provide value just inherently based on our past experiences and what we've done right in the space. Uh, but there's always this challenge of, you know, sure, we, we may have value to provide, but if there's, you know, a hundred other, you know, shows just like this, right. Mm -hmm. Is it worth the the squeeze, right. Is it worth the effort because maybe other people out there do it a whole lot better than we do. Right. And, and and to your point, like, like you said, and what I mentioned earlier, you know, ultimately that's a lot of what I did is I just, you know, Googled, searched around, went on Facebook. There's groups that talk about pretty much anything on Facebook these days and asked around, you know, go to Spotify, Apple podcasts, all these different platforms where you can find, you know, YouTube channels, same thing. They're all, you know, a lot of the, the content ultimately gets published in, you know, two, three, a handful of platforms today. So you go scour those for a little bit. And when I say scour for a little bit, I mean, it took a few days, you know, searching here and there. I didn't spend months, you know, looking for yep. this, but um, you're right that pretty quickly there, there, you know, we could see that there are bits and pieces of this, but not in this form, not in uh, like a more attainable, you know, fashion, um, you know, not without a multi-thousand dollar price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's going through that, um, that I think led us to, to saying, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's, let's do this. Right. Um, I think just slight tangent, but well, actually maybe not so much a tangent. I think it's also part of when you're starting, when you have this idea and you want to start putting, um, things in motion, right. Uh, there's also the, the associated costs to getting your idea off the ground. Right. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, that was a consideration that you and I talked about. Right. Because it's a relatively low cost other than time for us to give this a shot. Right. And I think that's a very different um, uh, thing to consider and to weigh in your balance when you're starting your idea. If you have material costs associated with your idea or labor costs associated with your idea or, you know, employee costs or whatever it may be. Um, So. You know, it's taking all those things that kind of led me, I think led us to a place where, yeah, there, there's an idea here, right? Mm-hmm. For this particular show. And I think this, this thought process, this research process, uh, basic research process, right? Can be applicable to any startup idea, right? At the very, mm-hmm. very onset, right? This is a unique situation because like you just mentioned, this is low cost. We hang out, we have a good rapport, we hit record. And then there's other things we have to do after that are that you can outsource relatively easily. Let's say you're working on more high cost for labor. You need a little bit more technology behind you. Where's your point of, I have something here. Like, and you would put, the effort to start rolling into that? Yeah, so that's a fantastic question. I think that's probably a couple shows just mm-hmm. on their own. 
Um, yeah, but point. the short answer, honestly, what, what we've done several times in the past to shoot down ideas just as much as to kind of vet these ideas before we take it on to the next step is you have some low cost, i.e. even free tooling that you can use to just do your first round of vetting. And by that, I'm thinking a, you know, Google Slides, right, or Microsoft PowerPoint, or pick your favorite tool for presentation where with just a little bit of time, you can spend, um, uh, you know, that time kind of building either kind of like a pure presentation, presenting your idea, something that you could then take to friends, family, coworkers, your network on, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook and all these different social platforms and just present to get feedback without necessarily even having, you know, a product um, yet, right? But you could get, you know, types of feedback. Yeah, this is a great idea, a lot of excitement, all of that, or people don't understand it, or people don't want anything to do with it. Or again, worst cases, they'll tell you, hey, I already have that. Somebody else, you know, ABC does that over there and they do it very well. And that's what I've bought or that's what I use or that's where I go, whatever the product may be. Um, and that's just time, right? Um, and I think, you know, if you have more time or if you want to spend five, 15, 50 bucks, right? Because it really isn't that much. You can go to a fiverr.com and ask somebody that's, you know, uh, basically a PowerPoint, you know, producer or a Google Slides producer, and you have, you work with them for 50 bucks, right? Or whatever it is, 25 bucks for them to essentially build a mock version of your product, your idea, your website, whatever it is in a Google side, right? And um, you can take that and go ask people to click around with it, present it to people and get that sort of feedback. And that's what I would start with, with because it's the, the cheapest, easiest, most accessible way to do it. And then, of course, and this is also why I'm saying these are probably shows, you know, that we could go in way, way deeper on the topic. But there's a whole market about prototyping tools today, right? Mm -hmm. That if your Google slide show and presentation kind of passes that first screen, right, that first, um, you know, vetting screen, right? Then you can start thinking about, okay, should I go look at tools for prototyping this, building this? And again, these are still two, three, four, five steps before you engage employees, before you engage technologists to build this for you, before you talk about websites and web apps and servers and all this stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that that's kind of what I would do and have done in the past. That's great. That's great advice. Um, I think like I, I wrote, I started a business and I was like, wow, there's so much I didn't know. And then I learned a lot and I was like, let me just write a course on how I did this. And I spent months writing a course because writing takes a long time and then put it on Gumroad and no one, no one bought it. And it's like, well, that was interesting. Why, why is that? You know, I have a couple of theories. I think courses are, I think courses are really interesting because you either need you need um, an audience or uh, known expertise in an area. And I just don't think I had enough eyes for people that were looking for that. So then I just made it free. Um, but it was a great learning experience. And Did courses are fast. Did it free change Sorry. anything? No, I don't think so. Yeah, which is an interesting point. Um, because I think it's just, it was an audience situation. 
where people would inherently find value in it, but maybe they didn't like the mechanism. Maybe they didn't find value. Like there's a, there's a lot that could have been done by like, Hey, here, I could have done that in a day and said, here's an outline of what I'm thinking. Like, here's, here's it for free. What do you think? Like, is this valuable or not? And then it's like, Oh yeah, but I wouldn't buy it. You know, that would have been way more worth my time than spending months writing this course. I learned a lot, which is great. And I think the learning experience was great. I see people do this with courses a lot as well. Like I have a specialty. So I'm going to go build a course platform. Like I'm going to build myself a course platform for my course instead of going to Kajabi or Gumroad or literally like a PDF or a notion link. It's like, Hey, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like you don't need to pay someone to build you this thing that already exists, which piggybacks on your point of like, use Google slides, get in front of people, get the presentation, you know? Um, yeah, it is, it is fascinating. So that's an experience where it just went horrible for me and I should have listened. I yeah, I think there's also that, the whole course space, right? I mean, that, again, it's probably a topic in and of itself, but um, I think back to kind of the microwave society more and more today, I, I think people just don't have the patience to go through a course or mm. read through something, right? Today mm-hmm. is YouTube shorts, it's yeah. TikTok, it's Instagram reels, it's all this stuff, right? And even video, YouTube videos and podcasts where you can listen on 2x the speed and get the content in half the time, right? So asking somebody to sit through a course, read through a course and actually have to do something like work, that's, that's new. So uh, yeah, but, but again, you know, that's exactly, you know, back to what we were saying earlier, why I would have in, in your shoes, right? Would have spent more time, I think, kind of vetting before I spent hours and hours writing, right? And producing mm-hmm. content for the course. Yeah, it was interesting because I knew that inherently too. But there was some weird, like, there's value here. I just need to get it down, which is way more of an ego thing than it is practical. Right? Like, yeah. I, maybe, maybe, because I, I had built my other business already. So the, these, ter- these, these concepts aren't foreign to me. Um, but there was something about this specifically that I was like, no, I'm just maybe maybe I got too lost in the attendance of it. This is getting psychological, but like, why didn't I do that? Is a really good mm-hmm. question. Um, knowing the things I know, um, I think people get married to ideas. Or yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know, that's a great piece of advice for anybody who wants to start their company, right, or has an idea, because you can't ultimately you can't get too married, like you said, right? Or, or, you know, emotionally attached to that idea Mm -hmm. because it is very likely, very likely that it will fail or that no one is as passionate or interested as you are. Granted today, I think with just access to, you know, social networks with billions of people on them, right? You're bound to find, you, you know, folks that, you know, fit in that niche, whatever that, whatever your niche is, right? It just may not be big enough to start a company, right? Yep. It may be a passion project. And I think, you know, the piece of advice there is you need to go into building a company with that in mind, right? Because it is entirely possible that nobody else out there really wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, and I've had opposite situations where everyone loves the idea, 
but you can't, like you did your market research, uh, the offer is great or whatever, but then you get the like the, the mom and dad syndrome where people are like, oh, that's a great idea. But then when they have to put money up, like money up for it, it's a completely different story. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the Google slides, like, would you use this test? And then there's the, will you take out a credit card and give me money for this test? You know? Yeah. And I, I think that's where you, that's your first kind of, you know, filtering process for, you know, entre- entrepreneurship, right. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, yeah, you've got to have conviction that you can do this. And if you've done your, your vetting, right, Google Slides, any prototyping tool you want to use, doesn't matter, we'll get into those, right? But once you kind of have that first, yeah, there seems to be traction here, then you have to go all in, right? And again, Mm -hmm. going all in, it doesn't necessarily mean getting married to this thing. It means believing in it, also realizing and understanding that uh, it may fail and go nowhere, but you have to, you can't half-ass it. You have to go all in, right? Um, and yeah, I think that those are part of like just characteristics that people need to have, you know, going into this and be aware of. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Um, did you have any final thoughts? I know, I know we're getting close to where we wanted this to be in terms of time. No, I think we covered, you know, we, we covered what we were hoping to get today. Um, I think what would be, you know, potentially a good thing that we could walk through is as we're, you know, building Mm -hmm. this show, right. As you and I are talking about these things to just walk through, walk people through and talk through, you know, the things that we're doing for, for Mm -hmm. this idea, right. Like for example, next week we could talk about you know, how do we, what do we do to find the name, find a, yeah. a, a domain, right? How do we go? How do we go about figuring out what piece of technology we might need for doing mm. what we're doing here? Um, and I think we can go into that, but um, that'll be for next week. Cause it's another probably long show just on its own. Yeah. hundred percent. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, Scott. Always a pleasure. Thank chatting. you, Nathan. Yeah. You as well. I will see you next week. See you next week.